Georgia, 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 Georgia. We on the grind, Georgia. All the time, it ain't nothing on my mind, but Georgia. We ain't playing with you. We on the grind, Georgia. Sunday night, unexpectedly, um, I went out to, what the fuck, to Oakdale, I want to say Oakdale, New York, um, to Shaker's Pub, I'm sure you all know Shaker's Pub, I've never been there before, now this place is a good hour from me, just everybody uh, who's listening knows, it's not like any of these places are near me, I do travel, excuse me, Quite a bit to see shows. Um, AMH is like 30, 40 minutes from me, and Oakdale's about an hour. Anyway, the reason I went is that I caught wind that Stabbed was playing a surprise set um, on the Exanguinated, I think, record release show, which, uh, as we've gone over, is the sister band of Stabbed, I think. I got that right. And everyone's also kind of been targeted and things like that. <laughs> or something like that. So, point is that that's um, Lorcan's uh, band Stab that we were just talking about. That, that I just ended the last episode with uh, Defleshed by Reptiles. <clears throat> and so, I was very interested in seeing Stabbed. So, I um, went out to Oakdale. Got there. Um, some band was on. I don't know who they were. And then um, Weeping went on. And I'm not sure where they're from, but shout out to Weeping. Um, and 
they were like, I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm getting caught up in the subgenre situation. But I, I'm pretty sure they were just fucking super fast death metal. Three-piece, which is awesome. Um, homeboy that was singing had like uh, cool-looking spikes all over his, uh, whatever the thing around his neck. Kind of remind me of uh, Pete Steele a little bit. Typo negative. You kids don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? <sighs> anyway, um, point is that so the kids started dancing, you know, moshing, whatever you want to call it, like super, super crazy hard. Harder than anything I've talked about before. That's kind of where we are here. Is that there's, I'm learning that there's, and this is a learning experience for me as well as maybe some of you. There are levels to this, right? In terms of dancing, moshing, bands how hard and tough and crazy things really get, you know, from like a very mild circle pit, you know, people pushing each other around like at a big silly concert, you know, to, to pushing and jumping, you know, off things to, you know, swinging fists, crowd killing, etc. to something else completely, which is then the realm of beatdown. So, I've been convinced by the youngins who I've been speaking to and hanging around with. Um, I mean, that's the term they use. They say beatdown, and they really use it distinctively from hardcore, to my surprise. Um, I know some people don't like, um, you know, splitting those two things up, and I'm not that into splitting things up and subgenres and labeling and whatnot but when i'm speaking with these kids they seem to really feel that it's two separate things or two levels of things maybe for instance i was talking to one of them today who's a promoter um i'm not gonna say his name he knows who he shout out you dude um just because i don't want to like point fingers at who said that but not that anybody's whatever but the point was that i a band i was speaking to a band who was looking for a uh, hardcore show, you know, straightforward hardcore band, super, you know, dope, um, looking for a show on Long Island. And so I was talking to some promoters that I know and asking about that. And so one of them said, oh, you know, and I sent it to them, it's fucking hard, hardcore, it's dope. And he's just like, well, I don't know. I'm just looking to book uh, beatdown and death metal, like combo shows in the upcoming months. But I'll keep, you know, I'll keep them in mind. I was like, okay, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a hard, heavy, hardcore band. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, well, the scene's different at these shows. So now I go back to what I was saying before. I hope everything's okay. I'm sitting at my gym, looking at it in my car, not going inside and doing this instead. So the AC's on because it's hot. Hopefully you don't hear the AC too much and whatever. Sorry, I'm drinking a C4. Oh, shout out, shout out my boy Mike who works for C4. The fucking, you know, the energy drink. Anyway, whatever. Okay, so let's get back to this. So, uh, Weeping's playing. The pit gets fucking crazy. I take a video of everything. Um, I took a dope video. And everyone really seems to love it. It's kind of going around IG. Including the band and the people that were moshing in it, and they've been asking for copies of it. And these things make me super happy, and is why I'm doing this. To be clear, I'm positive I'll never make any money of this. It really doesn't cost me any money either, which is dope. Um, and I'm not looking for that. I'm just looking to be involved and do cool shit, like take videos that people appreciate, and break bands, and <clears throat> interview bands, and you know, and hopefully creative ways. So I know that Stabbed is going to play a surprise show. I'm not supposed to know. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, everyone. So as I'm saying, <laughs> um, I know Stabbed's about to go on. I see uh, Lorkin looking all nervous, kind of. Um, if you don't know who Lorkin is, it's like, I don't know. I feel like I have a regular crew. It's like uh, Howard Stern and the Whack Pack, but they're not. Hardcore kids, and I'm burping. You understand what I'm saying? It's an analogy. Anyway, um, so the kids don't know that Stab's going to go on. I, I've heard, you know, if you listen to this podcast, we're talking about Stab almost every episode. I would say 
as being, you know, a really popular and upcoming death metal band. I don't know if they're upcoming, but I don't know how long they've been around, but right now they're fucking hot as hell, you know, maybe they're brand newer. I'm not sure about that, but I've heard a lot and we've done a lot of talk about it, but I've never seen. So anyway, (laughs) they jump on. So the... Everyone's everyone's on stage but the singer. Two guitar players, bass, drums. Singer's on the floor. Big guy. Now, I'm a big guy. If you've seen me, I, I think you'd think I'm a big guy. Sorry, I have cotton mouth. Um, you understand. Anyway, this singer is a really, really big guy. <laughs> he's got, you know, he looks intimidating. And he's going bananas. Fucking apeshit bananas. Like, I mean, he was scary, real fucking scary. I think his name's Kyle, shout out Kyle. Just to say, just quickly, I, I didn't even want to because I'm like, that dude scares the fuck out of me, but I'm prone to go say what's up to somebody, especially after a set, and say good job, whatever. So I had to. I'm like, anyway, he was the nicest dude ever, which is so bizarre because he's the scare. One, uh, I mean, I think that's part of just now that I've seen it. Um, I mean, I've heard Stabbed, but now that I've seen Stabbed, uh, it's a whole thing. So the, the three guys are on stage, like, you know, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but going off. The, I mean, the four guys on stage are fucking going off, ripping it, and he's just on the floor. I don't think he even touches stage, and he's plowing into people, plowing into people, screaming at everyone. I know at some point <clears throat> I'm trying to stay out of danger. Uh, oh, quick. Um, not because I'm a pussy, because I am, I have a job interview coming up. That's what's up. Anyway, I'll come back to that another time. I don't need to have a broken nose or a black eye. So, um, I go in the back, right? Because I think it might be safe. And literally he starts screaming out, what the fuck are you pussies doing in the back? Like, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And I ran away. Me and this one kid, I forget, you know who you are if you're listening. I forget your name. Like, we had our hands on our heads and our mouths, like, our jaws were dropped. Like, and I was like, have you ever seen anything like this in your life? And he's like, no, man. Like, I don't know what's happening. It was, I don't know exactly what went on because I couldn't even get close enough. I don't want to get off on too many tangents. But if you've never been to Shakers, if if you have been, you understand what I'm saying. And if you haven't, the room is crazy. So when I say these kids are going off and you're like, oh, I've seen that before. Like, you have, but have you seen that before in a fucking closet, right? A real tiny room. So, like, you know the analogy stuck between a rock and a hard place? That's what it is. So, like, say you're lined up against a wall, a literal wall, and then somebody, including the singer of a band, is going as fast as humanly possible and then, like... Kind of like, uh, you know, Rikishi, the <laughs> the wrestler that, like, hits people with his ass, kind of. But not with your ass, like, with your entire back as hard as you can. Just mashes people against the wall. That's one move. So I was fucking scared shitless. But, uh, again, he was incredibly nice afterward. I have never seen anything like that in my life. That stab set. It was absolutely incredible. And everything that everybody's saying about them being, like, the shit and the next thing next big thing I concur with like I've definitely uh, if you listen to the podcast I've been influenced by my guests in an interesting way uh shout out all those dudes my boys now who I only recently met but they're awesome um you can tell I've been influenced now by the whole beatdown situation um going back I never said anything about the song I played at the beginning of the episode I know know I'm jumping around so I hope everybody's okay um but that was uh kicking indoors by 38 snub um the singer uh Connor reached out to me um after Lorcan's episode and uh I feel like I've said this already but I can't tell if I've said it in a previous take or in this take of this episode so now i'm like not sure <laughs> Woo! shout out connor um from 38 snub who sent me that special version of kick in the door which is my favorite 38 snub song uh they are um 
a B-Town hardcore band from Atlanta, Georgia. That's why they put in that really super fire uh, ludicrous intro, which I believe is not available on streaming services and is kind of like uh, a rare version that he sent me, which is awesome. So shout out Connor and those cats. And I am aware that I've been made aware that they're putting out some new stuff, like some uh, splits, maybe an EP, I believe. I don't have the exact information in front of me, but you know what? If uh, when they do that, I'm, I'll definitely have Connor on the show, and that should be interesting. But point is, I'm listening to a lot of quote-unquote beatdown. Um, like I've been saying, MH Chaos, 38 Snub. It's fucking Lorcan's fault. Anyway, before I get into the interview um, I just did with Zach from Pain of Truth, or Zach of Truth, um, as I like to call him. <laughs> I just made that up. Um... I want to give a couple shout-outs. Shout-out to Miss Ariana, who insists uh, I must mention her by name if she's going to listen to this podcast. Um, just kidding. Um, shout-out Tommy from Crime Pays L-I-H-C, who I hung out with recently. He showed me some of their new shit. Sounds dope. And when they drop that, um, or when they start playing shows, I'm sure Tommy will come on the show as well. And shout-out um, my homegirl Sarah Sweeney, um, check her out on IG at SSS Weenie or SS Sweeney. Um, I think that's right. Fuck. Or it's SSS Weenie, uh, art dot something. Fuck. Sorry, Sarah. But anyway, she posts really hot, um, hot thirst traps and then pretends they're not thirst traps. No, I'm just joking. She's actually a really, uh, great artist from NYC. She's very punk. She's doing cool shit. I post her art um, every once in a while on my um, pages. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look and see if I got that right. I didn't mean to spend so much time on this, but I'm afraid now that I fucked up the name. Yes, okay, fine. It's S S S W E E N E Y underscore Art. And lastly, I'm ending this episode with um, a song from Carcosa. Um, Carcosa is playing this Friday. With the boys, Bowel Erosion, and Targeted, and Pink Mist. And I can't fucking believe that I don't think I can go. And I'm really upset about it. Um, but you can go. Um, today is Wednesday. It is on Friday. I'm not going to try to figure out what date it is right now and look at my phone. But um, check out all those dudes um, at AMH this coming Friday. Um, I like all those bands, and I'm really bummed I can't be there. Um, perhaps I can swing by last minute, but uh, hope everyone has a great show, and hope everybody enjoys this interview, and I will talk to you next week. So, I'm talking with um, Zach, Pain of Truth. Um, we're talking about his upcoming European uh, tour, Pain of Truth. Um, it's Three Knee Deep and Buried Dreams, is that right? Yep, and uh, Life's Question. And life's question, okay. There's members of um, your of Pain of Truth that's also in Life Question. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. So our drummer Nick, he's in Life's Question, and Ridge, our guitar player, is in Life's Question as well. Nice. How did um? Sorry. So so about the tour. Um, how long is that tour for? How many like dates? Countries? Uh, yeah. I think it's two weeks. Okay. And I actually don't know how many countries. I know we played Europe a few times. Or sorry, we played Germany a few times. Uh, have a couple of days in France and have a couple of days in the UK. So I don't know the exact countries. Um, yeah, yeah. But I know there's some places we play a few different times. That's awesome. Have you uh, been to Europe before? I went to Italy, but it was quite a while ago. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, this is going to be a whole new experience for I think all of us. Honestly, I know. Michael's other band, Hangman, has been to Europe. But other than that, I think most of us are going for the first time. Oh, my God. It's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, we're excited. It's very exciting. Was this this last U.S. tour with, with Tara, was that your first um, full U.S. tour as well for most of you guys? So we that wasn't. Our first one was uh, probably about a month or so before that with uh, Drain and Ingrown. Oh, okay. And that was our yeah first time doing a full U.S. Nice. Um. So question, after uh, after this European tour, what are the plans? Do you guys have any thoughts of doing a headlining tour, recording? Yeah, I mean, we we definitely have um, new music coming. Okay. So we want to work on that. But um, right after we get 
back from Europe. I think we play this as hardcore like the next weekend. And then a few weeks after that, you probably saw a few uh, posts today that uh, we're going to do like uh, three or four days with Madball and Cruel Hand. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> when I read that this morning, almost I had to drive. I had to stop. I had to pull off the road, see if I was seeing that correctly. Um, I didn't realize there's multiple dates, but yeah, everyone who's listening that's that's local. Um, it's Madball, Cruel Hand, Pain of Truth, and The Great Lie. Is that right? I think. Oh shoot, dude! I actually, I, actually I think don't that, know. Yeah, I think that's the bill for AMH, which is July. I'm gonna say twenty third, Saturday, July twenty third. Madball, Cruel Hand, Pain of Truth, Great Lie. Doors at six, blah blah blah. It's a sixteen and over show, so that's dope too. So you guys are doing multiple um, dates with that? Yeah, I think I think it's three days, but I could be wrong. I mean, uh, I usually, honestly, I usually just wait for the announcements to see what's official and what's uh, what I've been hearing. So I I think it's three or four days. That's awesome. That's fucking yeah. super cool. I mean, because especially because um, I don't know if anybody. I don't know if everybody who listens to this podcast has heard everyone, but in episode one, I, I talk about, as you know, um, how we how we met. So we met um, the day of the uh, when Terror came to Brooklyn and you guys were playing on that tour and Black and Blue Bowl was happening right next door. And you guys were going on right around the same time as Mad Bowl. And so locations changed and all that stuff. Was that like was that crazy, that whole situation? Or do you speak on that at all? Or was it just? Yeah, that was um, I mean. You know, the days for our tour got announced forever ago, and I'm sure Black and Blue got announced forever ago as well. So right. when we, like, saw that, you know, kind of as tours go, as the days approaching, you're like, oh, shoot, that's, like, the same day as Black and Blue. Right. Like, you know, we don't want to, you know, show any disrespect there. Right. Um, so luckily it got moved to a, a venue right down the street, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then we were just like, yo, we're not going to play until Madball's done playing. Yeah. Um, you know, out of respect to them. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome to be able to play some shows with a band like Madball. You know, it's a legendary hardcore band, a band we all grew up listening to. So, you know, always want to show them respect, and it's awesome to get to play a few shows with them. I'm really excited. Like, genuinely, I, I really can't wait to see you two together. I feel like it's such a good uh, multi-generational, you know, exchange there. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, let you tell me what do you, what do you feel like um, Pain of Truth's main musical inspirations are band wise? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know New York hardcore for sure. Yeah. Um, so Madball is like number one, but right. um, even when I joined or like when Pain of Truth like formed, Michael's like, yo, because like, I asked him, I was like, him and I weren't. You know, we, we knew about each other, but we weren't super close before that. I was like, hey, man, like, what were you looking for on a basis? And he was like, number one, they have to like Death Threat. <laughs> so <laughs> I think uh, I think that plays into it as well. Yeah. Um, so probably a blend of that right there. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And and Hatebreed or no? Am I? Yeah. Oh, I know you. I know definitely. you're into Connecticut hardcore. Um, yeah. Oh, definitely. Because, because we were talking like, about uh, your dismay hat, which is I fucking love dismay. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, Hatebreed as well. I mean, we're we're hyped. We played, you know, the same day as them at This Is Hardcore playing Perseverance straight through. Uh, I know. I'm going to be awesome. there. Um, oh, yeah. I got to say, uh, speaking of that, I know we're jumping around, but whatever. Um, that show, you guys back-to-back uh, -back with NeverEnding Game, I think that's going to be easily one of the craziest moments of the day. That would be cool, man. I mean, it's like, a, yeah, it's a pretty cool rock block. We love Neverending Game. Yeah. Um, they were on a couple of days of this last tour, which was cool. They played Chicago and Detroit. So it was yeah. awesome to see them in Detroit. And the, the venue we actually played there is this venue called the Magic Stick. So, okay. I mean, just to play there is kind of a legendary venue, watching videos of Cold as Life. Um, yeah. Play there back in the day. And then now to play with, you know, the modern, uh, you know, Detroit Hardcore Kings and Neverending Game was great. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, they don't they, they don't tour much, right? They stay kind of local, or am I wrong about that? No, yeah, that's. I think as as far as I know, it's pretty accurate. So it's yeah. cool to you know see them on the East Coast whenever we can, especially you know Philly's only a couple hours from us too, so it's gonna be awesome. 
Yeah, man, I can't wait for that. Um, what was I going to say? So, in terms of the terror show, um, the terror show, what were what were the highlights? Was there like what was your favorite uh, city to hit, or uh, what was like the craziest crowd? Was any memorable uh, spots? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, playing Brooklyn was obviously awesome. Um, just a, I mean, we started a tour in Denver, and somehow, like five days later, we were in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. Philly's always. I mean, always a great show for us. I love playing the church. Kind of the same thing I was saying about the magic yeah. stick, like growing up watching videos yeah. of uh, bands playing the church and then to play there. Um, Pittsburgh, I never – I think we missed Pittsburgh. Yeah, we missed Pittsburgh on the drain tour because we got into our transmission and got into a van accident. Uh-huh. So we missed that show. So it was cool to play there again this time. Um, and that night was awesome uh, just because – I mean, all the terror dudes are the best dudes ever, but uh, Martin yeah. has the uh, the voice of an angel at karaoke, so <laughs> it's fun to go out with him. Yeah. And I think probably, like, my last couple that I would, you know, talk about were Chicago is, like, yeah. a second home to us, which is okay. cool because I actually grew up outside of Chicago until I was 18 before I moved out east, so. Oh, wow. It's cool to play Chicago. We played the Bottom Lounge. I went to shows there growing up, so it's kind of That's crazy, awesome. you know, full circle. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Texas, all three Texas shows, Austin, Dallas, or Houston, Austin, Dallas, is cool because I think for Pain of Truth, we never really expect, you know, it's, it's a band that started in COVID. We right. didn't really expect anything of it. And, right. you know, now we're able to, to tour and play with some of our favorite bands of all time. But, you know, to play somewhere like, um texas where you know it's not like we're there a lot but whenever we play people come out and the reaction's good and i think probably my favorite show of that whole tour was the spot called come and take it live in austin it was like 700 cap sold out um i think and bitter end played on those uh two shows in houston and austin so that was cool and then, yeah, we had a fun set, and Terror had a fun set. So I think that was probably my favorite one. It was right at the end in Austin. Shit, I got to get to Austin. My friend lives there, and he keeps telling me I got to come visit. That yeah, man, awesome. go down there and get some barbecue, man. Hell yeah. Philly, yeah, you, you mentioned Philly and the church. And, I mean, when I look – I mean, just when I'm looking on, like, Instagram or whatever, at, you know, videos and whatever, it definitely seems like fucking Philly is lit. I mean, I know people think, like, you know, Long Island is lit too, but I think Long Island and Philly are – neck and neck there do you uh agree with that or yeah i mean it's it's just like philly was always just so iconic for me because i i started going to this as hardcore probably around like 2010 so it was like this mecca like this journey i would make you know every year with my friends to go down there um but yeah it's it's cool i mean long island the same way to see like young kids so hyped on hardcore packing out this room and the same thing goes on in or on Long Island where you have a bunch of uh, younger kids coming in and they want to buy merch and come to the shows and, you know, participate. And I think there's, you know, we were lacking for years um, just in, in general across, you know, the full U S so it's, that's what's so cool about coming out, at, you know, at uh, coming out the other side of COVID is yeah. playing all these cities where I've played them in the past, like um, not this tour, but like Toledo, Ohio, Mm-hmm. I toured there on, with uh, this band called Hell of Self during Summer of Fear with Typecast and probably the worst show I've ever played in my life. We <laughs> walked in and there was six people there yeah. and we walked and after the first, like the opening band played, the six people left. So we just played to our tour package. <laughs> and then after COVID, we did our, our first tour with uh, Age of Apocalypse and Standstill and Toledo was like one of the first nights once we got out of the East Coast. And I was, we were kind of all just like, man, this, you know, it's a Monday night, it's pouring rain, yeah. you know, you know, no expectations, like, you know, it's just like, go have a good time. And it was, I think there was like 220 kids there. It was awesome. It was like, that was probably one of my favorite shows of that tour. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's cool, man. It's cool what's going on right now in uh, all these different scenes across the U.S. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was amazing. I watched it happen too. Like, um, I feel like, at least for me, I felt like I saw it starting in California first. Mm-hmm. Um, with some of those shows, you know, uh, that Born and Raised show with a uh, fucking what, Dead City Punks, 
a famous yeah. show that you know where everyone was going crazy, um, which was kind of like sponsored by a clothing company, as a side note. But anyway, yeah. um, shout out Born and Raised. By the way, I wear, I wear a lot of Born and Raised. I'm wearing a fucking Born and Raised shirt right now. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, I saw it happen in Cali. I remember I was getting annoyed. I'm like, why aren't we doing anything? What's happening here? You know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it was like, you know, all you guys were working on shit. I guess everyone was, you know. And then all of a sudden, it was like all these things were popping out. Um, do you got? I mean, it feels like to me. I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, but I, I've said this on the show before. I've said this to you before. It feels like to me that you guys have led the charge from an East Coast perspective on this whole thing, and I think inspired the scene on Long Island. Now, Emma, I mean, would you concur? How do you feel about that? Damn, man. I, yeah, I appreciate it. That's uh. Yeah, that's a tall order. I mean, it's cool hearing that. Yeah. Uh, but like to us, we're still just like every. It's kind of cool because like every opportunity that comes our way yeah. is still so exciting, right? Yeah. You know, so like, yeah. um, being able to play this is hardcore the same day as Hatebreed. Obviously, when we found out we we're gonna tour with Terror, when we found out you know mad ball wanted to do a few days like everything to it's us like a dream situation I, exactly man yeah so it's i mean just hearing you say that's cool i don't think the, the expectation for pain of truth was not this at all it was yeah. probably like the opposite of this um yeah. so dude it's yeah it's awesome hearing you say that i mean who could i mean right i mean if, if scott vogel and freddie Madball want, want you guys to be on their tours like what else could you ask for and, and joe hardcore you know so yeah Jesus. I mean, those are the uh, Godfathers, kind of, you know, most of them, a bunch of them. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it must be crazy for you guys. I mean, I'm sure you didn't expect this, you know? Um, is it, like, weird being back home now? Like, I, you seem to be chilling a little bit now before the next yeah. tour, but you're you're off soon again. It mu- it's, yeah, it's, it's you know. pretty crazy, man. It's yeah. like, um, we, we kind of say, like, you get back from tour, and or when you're at, like, kind of the end of tour, you're like, man, I can't wait to get home. I just, like, you know, want to sleep in my own bed. I can't wait to do this, this, and this. Right. And we've said it before, especially after the Drain Tour. That was, like, our first, you know, full U.S., and we were gone for, like, three weeks. Yeah. And, like, the next day, we all woke up and, like, texted each other, like, man, I wish, like, the van was pulling up right now. And so yeah. it's kind of that... uh that same right. thing we got back from uh the terror tour and we're like oh, i wish there was you know i wish we were doing this for another week and then we we're like all right we're going to europe like that's cool so yeah it's kind of it's kind of like this shift where you know when you're home you just want to be on the road right yeah no i get it um how did you guys wind up on the terror thing did they ask you straight up or that actually i don't really yeah you know what so we were supposed to do us in terror down to uh, FYA Fest. Okay. And I don't know what happened with that, but it, it didn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, so then they're like, hey, like, let's, you know, do a full US. And then that's, I think that's how all of this came into play. Nice. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Age of Apocalypse before, so I wanted to touch on them. Um, they're a Hudson Valley hardcore band, if I'm correct. Yep. yep. Um, as is off the top. Mind Force is a fucking another mm-hmm. fantastic band. I know End of One's from uh, Hudson Valley. Who else is a Hudson Valley band that I'm missing? Anybody? Oh, know. man. Currently, oh, man. I'm well, those are me on the spot right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I'm saying my, to my, what comes to mind for me in hardcore is obviously Mind Force and Age of Apocalypse. Um, yeah. So, Age of Apocalypse, if I could talk about them from a little bit. Um, so I don't know if anybody's heard Age of Apocalypse, but um, and I don't even know how many kids would get the analogy. You, you've heard, you know, Life of Agony, yes? Of course, yep, of course. So I mean, off, off, right off the bat, I heard this guy's voice, and I was like, oh my god, like that reminds me so much of Life of Agony, um, in a good way, in a different way. And I wasn't sure what I thought exactly, but anyway, I saw them in. Uh, I kept trying, like I'm the kind of person, like if I hear a record and I'm like, oh, I don't know, like I don't get it. But everyone else seems to get it. I'm like, let me keep trying to get it. You know? So I kind of, yeah. that's one of those. But in the end, sometimes that's your favorite shit. And I was in yeah. Brooklyn, I think, and they were playing. And live, it was pretty fucking cool. You know what I mean? It was yeah. really, really cool. It sounded awesome. The breakdowns were super duper heavy. 
And I see that they seem to be like constantly on the road. They look like they're homeless right now. They're just like, you know what I mean? Like, when's the last time they were home? Man. Yeah. You know, like, and um, it seems pretty cool. It doesn't seem like they're on any specific tours, but they're on like shows everywhere, which is cool. You know, it, I, I don't know. I'm, they're on in their whole other lane, but uh, but you guys are like boys. I know you are. I mean, I know you have a, you have a split that everybody really liked, right? That kind of set shit off a little. Both you guys. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I mean, I've known some of those guys for a while because when I lived in Connecticut, going mm-hmm. to Hudson Valley shows, mm-hmm. Poughkeepsie was sometimes closer to me than going to Connecticut shows. So yeah. I was out there a lot seeing bands the like uh, Recycled Earth. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Chance, The Loft, My Place Pizza, okay. uh, which I don't think exists anymore. <laughs> I've never been there. I, but, I, you got me on that one. Yeah. Literally, literally a pizza shop. I don't know how <laughs> long it was around for, but I don't think it's around anymore. Um, but, yeah, it's. I mean, it's so cool to uh, see them pop off and do it in their own way. And I yeah. think you're right. Like, for the people who don't get it, you have to see them live. Like yes. His voice live, the energy live is just next level. Um, so, yeah, we did that split with them. And then we did our first uh, tour right out of COVID with uh, them in Standstill. And that was just, you know, awesome to get to see them. And now, uh, kind of with a lot of our friends, our paths cross at these fests. So, you know, yeah. we get to see them again at like LDB. And I don't know, it's just, it's cool, man. It's a really fucking cool time for hardcore. Yeah, it really is. I, I feel extremely fortunate that i kind of landed living where i am and kind of caught this and you know like live in a place where i could cover amazing up and coming shit i mean you know if you guys weren't doing all this stuff i'd have nothing to talk about um <laughs> so it's like pretty amazing that i'm you know i feel like i'm in the best scene right now um i mean the kids like i know you you guys have been on tour but i've been going to shows lately since you guys haven't been around and it's fucking amazing Energy's still so good I'm seeing band after band. I'm like, at this point, I'm just like, send me songs. I don't even like, I assume they're all good. Like everybody's been really good. Um, yeah, man. I, I feel the same way. I, I think we were, I was talking about it recently with some of my friends, but I was just like, I mean, I'm like a little bit older by a couple of years than the guys in my band, but okay. it's just so cool right now. Cause I feel like finally all of our friends who are in bands are genuinely in good bands. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think I have any, friends who are in bands where i'm like oh hey man good set like can i borrow like your bass cab you know like right. everybody it's like i want to see all my friends bands play when we're on a show yeah. i want to go to see their shows when i'm home like it's pretty it's pretty awesome right now yeah i mean there's absolutely something in the air um very exciting times um i want to ask you because i'm always interested in this topic um i'll get to why later but Excuse me. Um, you are straight edge, and I understand the only straight edge individual in Pain of Truth. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> is that is that difficult? Have you been helped? You know, or is, is it a challenge? Uh, honestly, no, man. So I've been straight edge since I was eighteen, and I'm thirty now. So I've been straight edge for a while. Wow. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just. I think it, what it really comes down to. Yeah. is uh you know why you do it so for yes. me it was always just about myself and what i want to do it where i see like people want to be straight edge because their friends are straight edge and then their friends break so they're like oh fuck like what am i you know i don't really know what i'm doing but for me it was right. always for me it was always like you know live and let live like <clears throat> you know what i'm saying it's not like oh fuck yeah. this guy he's like smoking weed or this right. dude's doing whatever uh we're just chilling and like you know paint of truth loves to party don't get it wrong so no, yeah, no. Uh, you know, I'm still, I'm still out there having fun, of course, sober and shit. Um, you know, I don't know if I should differentiate or not between sober and straight edge, but I do. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. So I mean, so I've been sober before, um, yeah. and because I'm a pretty open book to <laughs> the point of getting myself in trouble. No, but um, you know, I've dabbled in a. AA, AA and 12 step stuff and whatever and I know what it's all about and it's fucking awesome and like being sober for periods of time well now I'm a huge pothead but I go back and forth and I and I kind of wish I was sober again you know what I mean like it's kind of like I totally respect it 
like so much like the people that you know can be either sober or straight edge but yeah i feel like it's, it's more i mean the connotation at least i think is that and maybe this is wrong but it's just interesting to talk about it, i think the connotation for me is kind of like the sober has have like a problem and have to do something about it mm. and straight edge feels like more of a choice not based on like i have to do that or you know what i mean or i can't yeah not um I don't know. That's just how it feels to me. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Or it's a mix of those two things. Yeah, I think it's like you know really different for everyone. Cause, you know, I, you know, I have friends who um, are recovering addicts that are straight edge. You know, and okay. I have friends who are you know sober and straight edge. And I have friends who are like, yo, I never want to put a label on it. I just don't drink, so I'm just going to say I'm sober. Right. And I, you know, I think all that's awesome. Um, and I just, you know, <clears throat> definitely just want everyone to live how they want to live. And I think that's the other side of it is anytime you hear like someone being really loud about being straight edge and yeah. being like, yo, fuck you if you're not straight edge and shit like right. that. I mean, almost every time they're the first one to break, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if it, yeah. if it's a personal choice, then like, yo, it's, it's a personal choice, you know, right. it's for you. And it's tough. You know what I mean? Like, and whatever. If somebody breaks, like it's not the easiest thing to fuck the dick. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, give him, a, give him a jot. Like, you know, I don't know. But yeah, no, I just, I'm curious because like, I'm just, you know, I try to be ultra respectful of, you know, there's so many different things going on in the hardcore community, people to respect for this reason, that reason, the other reason, watch out for, you know what I mean? So like, I just, uh, you know, I have a lot of respect for the straight edge situation. Um, like I saw a show recently posted and it was like, I think all straight edge bands and it was like, mm -hmm. It was like no drinking, no drugs, no something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I wondered to myself, like, how serious is that? You know what I mean? Like, meaning, like, mm -hmm. even like, if I if I roll up and I'm smoking weed, like, is it really? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it really a problem like that? You know, not that I would ever do that. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know sure. how. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, what's your take on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I it's know. pretty case by case. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I mean, I, I've talked to you know, some of my old heads and they're like, yo, like it was crazy back in the day. If someone rolled up and smoked a cigarette, we'd like beat the shit out of them. Right. I know. Um, yeah. But I don't, I mean, as far as I've seen recently, there's not any of that going on, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I know, I, you know, things come in waves and maybe the hate wave is going to come back. Like, uh, it's interesting to, to look back and see what was and then try to look forward and see what's coming up. Yeah, like this show in particular, it just kind of caught me because I'm like, I don't know if they're like fucking around or not. Because like, I'm just thinking like, say I rolled up with like the people I would go to a show with, right? We're all big weed smokers, you know? We're not drinking, we're not doing hard drugs, you know what I mean? We're just like we're smoking all the time, you know what I mean? Not to disrespect anybody, but that's just how like we do. Um so then I'm like, literally, like, I want to catch that show, but, like, we're going to want to smoke. Like, should I just not go? You know what I'm saying? Like, or I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I've also heard people say recently, you know, I'm sober or something. Or not put a label on, but I've been under the impression, you know, oh, you're sober, but they, like, I sober, but I, I'm sober, but I smoke, which I think is called California sober. Um, <laughs> anyway, I just think it's an interesting topic, but uh, whatever. Um. One other thing I want to ask you, I, three knee deep um, is headlining this European tour, right? Or it looks that way? Yeah. Yep. So they, I, I'm not really familiar with them. I wanted to ask you, like, they strike me, right, from afar as like a, like as a never ending game type band where when I first saw never ending game or three knee deep or something like on a flyer somewhere, like not even in New York, but just somewhere else and i'm like who the fuck are they why are they headlining you know like i don't mm -hmm. get you know i don't i don't like you know what i'm saying like i just never heard of them before but they're big like i could tell like but you know so where yeah. is three knee deep from and like am i right like I, I don't feel like do they tour or is this their first big tour or am i so they i don't and i'm not super well versed but they're from florida oh, okay. um i don't think they tour too much Okay. Um, but they're definitely like that band that you see on a fest and you're like, oh, hell yeah, Rainy Deep's playing. Because they, I don't think they play a lot. Right. And that's right. kind of like what makes them like, uh, like you have to see them because 
you right. never know when the next chance is. So right. I think that is, um, you know, that's what, the vibe I got. So, so that's cool why I was Europe. like, oh, wow, they're doing a whole tour. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's what's so cool. It's like, not only are they touring, but now they're touring Europe. Yeah, and like, wow. that's, you get to see them, you know, you know, they're going to play all these countries and then uh, go home and you're like, man, I, what's, what's next? What are they going to do next? They're yeah. mysterious. It's pretty awesome. Wow. Did you guys intend, like, I mean, I know you didn't intend for it to be this big, but were you guys all down to tour like this? Like, you know, like, I mean, yeah, that's like a full time. That was always the question. Goal? No, not at all, man. This, oh, so this wow. band, so I was actually in a different straight edge band called Rain of Salvation. Okay. Um, Michael was in Hangman. Killa was in Buried Dreams. Ridge was in Life's Question. Okay. Um, so we all had other bands and the way this even formed was Michael just hit us all up individually. And I, like I said, I didn't even know Michael that well. Um, so he, it was more or less like, Hey, I have this band. I was like, I, it's pretty much all done, but yo, like, you know, do you want to do it? Kind of just a COVID project really. Cause there's a bunch of that going on of just people, you know, writing. It's not like yeah. the writing process doesn't stop. So, Hey, I have this thing. I don't really know if we're ever going to play a show. Maybe we'll play like one show on it, you know, after right. COVID, but do you want to do it? And I was just like, yeah, man, like that sounds cool. And um, yeah, we, and then it, we didn't, you know, we put it out and didn't really realize the traction it got. And I think when we first figured it out is when we put out like the pre-order on the sweatsuits. Uh-huh. And then we got a bunch of pre-orders from like all over the place. And we were like, what the hell is this? And then we did our release shows and like, that's, I mean, that's kind of just like how it went, but we're all still in this mindset of just like, yo, this was like just supposed to be a COVID thing. And now we're, you know, whatever, touring with our favorite bands of all time. Um, And so, yeah, that's, that's the other, it's like a pretty interesting piece you bring in is it's rare for to just to get a group of people who's just down to tour in any band. I mean, even, in my other band, Rain of Salvation, right. we couldn't tour. We could play a week out of the year. And so right. for a band to form the way it did with no expectations, and I, I'm able to work on the road. Ridge is able to work on the road. Oh, cool. uh, Michael works when he's home. Killa works when he's home. And then our drummer, uh, we have a new drummer, Nick, from Life's Question. So shout out to him. Um, he did the whole Drain tour with us. He's doing Europe with us and beyond. But um, same thing he works when he's home so it's it's just crazy how organically like not only are we able we were all just like yo we're down let's do this yeah. and then for all of us to like genuinely bond and be friends and for all of us not really ever hanging out or knowing each other to now be you know just like a group of brothers for lack of a better uh, term it's pretty crazy yeah and it looks like you guys bonded with uh terror and everybody just like that too i mean Dude, yeah, I was, I mean, was very excited to be you know, with you guys. Dude, they're great. It's cool. Like, literally, that's who we hung out with most yeah. of the time on tour. And some bands just click. And, yeah, yeah. we just clicked with them. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a blast, man. Wow. That's super cool. Um, What else did I want to ask you? Is there anything we were going to cover that I haven't covered? Anything you wanted to bring up? don't think so i guess like just make sure you know we got some plans in the future for like shows and uh that'll all get announced and then yeah definitely be on the lookout for some new music from us probably early next year we just want to get some time home and you know start writing we have a little bit done but you know we really want to hammer it home what do you want to do do you want to do uh like how many songs are you thinking yeah, I think we're probably going to try to do, like, an LP, so, like, maybe, but, like, a shorter LP, so, like, maybe eight songs, but, yeah. you know, we, we're we not just going to write songs to write songs. We really yeah. want to make sure it's... Yeah, know, I never all... really understand any... Yeah, I, I like the idea of EPs, honestly. Um, I never am into... You know, you don't find that too much, honestly, in hardcore. You know, it's right, usually exactly. just, you know, like, but I hate, like, I, I, don't know, I guess I'm thinking, like, hip-hop. Like those albums that come out and it's like, oh, it's a double album, 40 songs. I'm like, how about you just do 10 awesome songs, you know? Yeah, but, um, right, <laughs> Eight right. to 10 is like perfecto. Um, exactly. That's sick. Well, I'm sure everyone's going to be very excited to hear that. I am. And, uh, dude, I mean, thank you so much for being on. You're like my first big celebrity. 
Not even, bro. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. Um, but nah, man, this is so cool. Um, I think people are gonna love to hear this. Um, I don't know if you've done interviews before or if you guys have been interviewing at all. But uh, I know this is uh, there's a pretty good local um listenership at this point. So I know the kids are gonna dig it. Hell yeah, man. Thanks so much, bro. I will see you around. Yeah, man. Talk to you yeah. soon. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Later. Peace out. Of you. All right. Bye, everyone.